Welcome back to Talk for Time. It's Thomas McClure here, joined by Ben James and Jacob. I'm going to say Wickerham, um, or Whitaker, or all the different names that I've ended up calling your last name. It's, uh, and it's been like two weeks since we've done this, so it has. he's not talked to Jacob in two weeks. Uh, well, because we secluded. Oh yeah, this is this is the only time that we talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, throughout the week. Yep. Yeah, um, and then we just. Yeah, confine him to the kids' ministry room for the rest yeah. of the week. That yeah. seems about right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hurts. Wow, that's going to... I really hope people don't take that seriously. Um, no. You get Olin listening into this and be like... <laughs> ah. Yeah, because we know that this is on Dr. Oh, yes. Olin's yeah. Tuesday morning listening rotation. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, how was, how was your weekend, everyone? Or the last week? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Oh my gosh! Listen, we can't go with. I don't think we can go outside of this weekend without it being a blur, right? So how are oh, yeah. we going to account for two weeks? You know, I'm I'm just wrapping up this semester. Um, I'm pretty excited to graduate. One more week. Finals week, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, just one more assignment, and then I have a a book review for this internship. And after that, I'll pseudo graduate. You know, like I still have a couple more months with this internship, but. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not yeah. official until we say it's official. <laughs> like when we say you're done, right here, I have never seen such a little amount of power go to someone's. Head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, is this your final semester for the whole degree? Yep. Oh, nice. I thought for some reason I thought you had another year to go. I don't know how colleges work here. It's like yeah, a, four years for bachelor's. It, well, it's yeah. some people go to college for three years. Another person goes for like ten. And I, I can never keep up with, you know... Like, oh, dude, it's wild. It's just every everything's, every degree is kind of different, I guess. But um, we, have an, we have an ant on the table. Oh, let's just, a, let's just... Uh, momentary interruption for that. Got, got another gonna, guest on the podcast. He killed it. Today. It's fine. It's fine. Murder. It's, it's, it's gonna... Wow. Okay. Well, Ben, how are your last couple of weeks? <laughs> Jeez. Are you a vegetarian? I'm not an ant killer. <laughs> you just killed Ant-Man. Um, well, anyhow, my last couple of weeks have been really good. Took some time off um, over this past little bit, just a, a little bit of a staycation at the beginning. Just mm. did some stuff around the house and uh, decompressed a little bit. And then my daughter, uh, her graduation was last weekend. And uh, so we went down to her university and was able to be a part of that with her. And then we took her to Graceland, um, you know, Elvis's home uh, down in Memphis. She is a massive Elvis fan. Uh, so we surprised her with that, which um, if any of you are Office fans, NBC's The Office out there, uh, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. When Stanley leaves Florida, you know, and Jim's trying to talk to him, and he's like, don't talk to me. You know, that <laughs> Rachel leaving Graceland was <laughs> the, the equivalent of well, Stanley leaving Florida. But, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been good. It's cool. Celebrated that, so it was really good. Well, I, w- I would like to say that whenever, you know, you were on vacation that week, I was going to say that it was quite a quiet week in here, but we had builders hitting the oh, roof goodness. right above my office yeah. all week while I was sitting trying to write a sermon. It wasn't happening. Do you, do you so. think that was on accident? I was like, hey, guys, listen, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be gone these days, so just make sure you hover around yeah. these two right it, above literally, these Literally, I mean, you couldn't have planned it better. I think they were literally working above our offices the week that you were away. Um, that sounds about right. So. Yeah, and then I like went in the bathroom one day, and all of a sudden, bam, 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 <laughs> I thought God was pounding down. <laughs> 
it's it's been an interesting week around here. Yeah, it's been no hectic. Doubt. You know, no we've doubt. got planning for VBS. We've got loads of stuff going on. It's been yeah, Sunday school getting ready to yeah. restart. Got some construction things, happening. and it's just it's nothing happened for a year, and then all of a they sudden the wall in the life center. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, <laughs> we've been talking about yesterday. We were talking about tearing down, dividing walls of hostilities, exactly. and and we're <laughs> erecting we're ones here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking speaking of speaking of yesterday, we were we're back in Ephesians. Yeah, um, which is great, and we're almost halfway through the book. Almost uh, um, creeping up on that mark, uh, which we're yeah. almost halfway through the year now, so it's kind mm. of taking shape. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's it's funny how the amount of people who told us or seemed worried that you know spending a whole year mm-hmm. in one book, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah, and now we're like, oh. We're gonna have to cut so much stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Which, in all fairness, I mean, we're spending six months yeah, by design, yeah, yeah. you know, because we're yeah. we're kind of going every other month with it. But I think yeah. they're starting to see. I think everyone's yeah. starting to see just how I don't want to say lost you can get in a book. I mean, because right. that's the vernacular. Like, oh, I just I was reading this and just got lost mm-hmm. in it, you know. But you know, a couple of the goals setting out for this at the beginning of the year, going into Ephesians, was number one to help improve biblical literacy. Right. And number two, to give a blueprint to the congregation as to how to study your Bibles. Right. Not just yeah. read it, but study it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think we're showing them that at least on a on a somewhat of a somewhat level. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's showing that there is far more depth than simply reading. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we could read this entire book in one sermon mm-hmm. you know like yeah it takes about like, 20 minutes yeah, to read if you yeah. sit down and just go go straight through it or six months to read if you want to do it properly yeah. <laughs> or, at least or, you know um but uh yeah so we're in ephesians chapter three and <clears throat> we're verses one through six mm-hmm. got it right this time that's good um uh jacob do you want to give that a read for us it's chapter three right yeah yeah <laughs> I just want to be he sure. was paying very close attention to what yeah. thomas was just saying yeah, yeah. Always, always. Okay, here we go. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have briefly written. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. The mystery is that through the gospel, Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was funny when we were going through this, I think for all of us, the same thing stuck out was mystery. The word mystery just came up. Mm -hmm. It was like three or four times uh, in this passage, and that seemed to be the bulk of what you were honing in on yeah. was what the mystery is and you kind of debunked a couple of ideas <laughs> yeah. at the start and it's, right? yeah it's, it's pretty bad that we have to debunk that but I mean that's just mm. and it's n- nothing new I mean the church and um, you know, followers of Christ have had to debunk bad theology and bad interpretation right. since the beginning right. um, but yeah there's there's a little bit of a mindset and a theology and practice that goes on out there that there's some I, I was even reading about mystical portals and spheres and mm. levels and. What were you reading? <laughs> you, you, you did, yeah, I'm not going to steer you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dungeons okay. and Dragons, yeah. man, okay. uh, which we're all fans of around yeah. here, by the way. So that's that's not a slam. Uh, but you know, it's like there's 
system. Because it is, at its core, the union with Christ mm-hmm. is a mystical union, and mystical right. in the sense that we can't understand it. Mm-hmm. The To our best efforts, we're still never going to understand that union. Mm-hmm. So it is mystical, but that's definitely not what Paul's talking about here. Right. Um, as he goes on to explain, and that's the danger of taking one verse completely out of context Mm -hmm. to fit into a narrative that we want to perpetuate, that we want to push and build. And that's, you know, oh, it says in chapter 3 and verse 3 that it's this mystery. Um, Well, yeah, that's what it says. But if you read a little bit further... (laughs) He talks about it again. And then yeah. if you read just a little bit further than that, in verse 6, he totally explains it. Right. And Jacob, if you're still there, would you read verse 6 for us again? Uh, because, I mean, he completely and totally mm-hmm. explains what this mystery is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very right here. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Jesus Christ. Right. Through the gospel... Jews, Gentiles alike are heirs Mm -hmm. to this promise. Yeah. Mystery solved. Right. And and it's sometimes it's funny, like whenever we do Bible studies, when we're trying to teach or anything on on, you know, especially if you're given one verse, um it's not it's not like we're not saying that the mystery of our relationship with Christ or the mystery of the Trinity or the mystery of all different aspects of the Bible aren't biblically true, but it's just about reading the rest of the passage yeah exactly like figuring out okay what is he actually talking about as opposed to hearing the word mystery and just picking one of the many mysteries of the bible and and being like i want to talk about this one today it's like no which one is the bible actually talking about which one is paul talking about in this moment um and focus on that one you know if you want to talk about a different ministry mystery pick a different passage that does talk about that yeah and it's (laughs) almost like that the majority of the time the biblical authors actually explain themselves yeah if you'll just read Mm -hmm. it's almost yeah it's almost kind of like a preacher most of the time not all the time (laughs) most of the time we will explain ourselves we may make one comment that's going to catch your attention Mm. that's on purpose And then we'll go on to explain that. But if you just take that one that one comment or that one passage out of context, yeah. then you can make whatever you want to make out of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to address that at the very beginning to yeah. kind of set the stage of here's what we're talking about, here's what we're not talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the rivalry between the Jews and the Gentiles is, is always an interesting thing. I, I liked your jokes. But you know, it's a good thing we don't have any of that sort of yeah. You know, yeah. confrontation between people groups. Yeah, tension, tension in meetings in church, and you know, you know, all of that type of stuff that we yeah. talking about here. Yeah. Was it you made a comment of if you didn't catch the sarcasm in that sentence? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad or yeah, something yeah, to affect. Yeah, because I was laying it on pretty thickly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you ended up talking about. I think there's no better person to talk about than Peter when it comes to this stuff. Um, of the of the Jews and the Gentiles, um, oh okay, uh, I'm getting too close to the microphone. It's yeah. Struck on the <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so you ended up spending a lot of time in Acts chapter ten, mm-hmm. um, verses nine through sixteen. 16. There, you go. there it is. There it is. I I knew that. Um, and also again in in Acts fifteen, mm-hmm. quick briefly sort of tell us a bit about Peter and. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Paul has, in Ephesians, in chapter 1, he was talking about the 
uh, redemption in mm-hmm. Christ. And then secondly, in the second chapter, he was talking about union with Christ and in Christ, unity mm-hmm. in Christ. And then Paul goes on to get ready to pray, and then he changes his mind and kind of mid-sentence that, hey, I need to talk about this again. So he starts telling them again what he's just told them. Mm-hmm. And as we start looking at this mystery between the union of Jews and Gentiles in Christ, I wanted to give us a little bit of a practical playing out of what does that, because Paul's pretty just matter of a fact in this, in this chapter. Uh, boom, it's a mystery. Boom, we didn't know about it. Boom, here's what it is. Um, but I think that Peter in Acts chapter 10 and Acts chapter 15 give us this real-life practical application of this, this struggle, really, uh, because Peter was a Jew. Cornelius was a Gentile believer whom God had told before chapter 10 to send, go get Peter, bring him back. Um, and in chapter 10, we see that Peter goes up onto the roof waiting for lunch, you know, goes to pray. This sheet you know, he goes into a trance. This sheet is lowered from heaven, and all kinds of creatures, uh, clean and unclean, common, uncommon. And the Lord says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And mm-hmm. Peter's like, never, Lord, nothing unclean yeah, yeah. or uncommon has touched my lips, you know. And so it happened three times. Um, you know, and basically God was just like, just do it. You yeah. know, whatever, yeah. I, I've created it. If I call it clean, it's clean. I call it unclean. It's unclean, and I can I can call it that at any moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see Peter being very um, very faithful mm-hmm. to the dietary commands of a believer, of a Jewish believer in the Book of Deuteronomy. But God's saying, you know, "Rise and eat." He's preparing. It starts out as a dietary lesson, but there's always deeper lessons mm-hmm. to what yeah. God's teaching, and what God is doing that Peter doesn't know is he's preparing his heart for the Gentile representation right. that's coming yeah. uh, yeah. at that moment to receive him. Yeah. So that's that lesson during that time. In chapter 15, it's the Jerusalem Council, the early church leaders in the council. They're, they're having an issue of what to do with all the Gentiles that are coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we keep the Abrahamic covenant of circumcision? Uh, what do they eat? What do they drink? What do they look like? What do they wear? You know, what's mm-hmm. what's the answers? To all we got all these converts that we don't know what to do with. Um, and then I think that God, we see a different level of that. That God, um, what He taught Peter in that moment with that sheet coming down it was it was more than just a dietary thing. Right. It was about God grafting people into His kingdom. Uh, you know, and he's just like Peter stood up and, you know, starts talking and quotes. Um, yeah, I think he quotes, uh, it's either Hosea or Joel. In the, no, he quote, quotes Isaiah 49, I believe. Um, and he basically says, and it said the assembly fell quiet, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, he said, listen, let's just tell them, hey, don't eat food that's been sacrificed to idols. Abstain from sexual immorality. Abstain from things that have been choked and from blood. Right. That about covers it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. that that was really the history. And it fascinated me, you know, because Peter was the guy who gave voice on the day of Pentecost mm-hmm. to what was happening. That when he mm-hmm. quoted the Old Testament, that your sons and daughters, you know, it, 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 the Holy Spirit is going to fall on all mankind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Peter 
was still a lifetime Jew was still struggling with the Gentiles being grafted in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we see in other passages, I can never remember exactly where it is. I, I know it's talked about in Galatians and in Acts of the, the confrontation between Paul and Peter when Peter does mess up in this area. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's sitting and eating with the Gentiles and, you know, they're all hanging out. Everything's fine. But then some of the more elite Jews come in and they all sit down to uh, eat together. Mm-hmm. And, and Peter ends up kind of cowering away yeah. and sitting <laughs> with the Jews out of fear that they're going to judge him for sitting with the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And then Paul ends up challenging It's him all very middle schoolish, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, we never really grow out of that. Yeah, for real. But it's, you know, but it, that's such an interesting story in the Bible where they, you know, you got these huge church leaders challenging each other, yeah. um, which is just a cool, it's a cool story. But it's, it's also nice to know that Peter had to learn. Yeah. And, you know, it took him a while. He mm-hmm. made mistakes and because, yeah, like we joked about, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we always, we all have people or lists of people or categories of people that we think are excluded yeah. from God's grace. Yep. We talked about this a little bit last night with youth as well. We were talking about Matthew chapter 20, you know, the first to be last, the last to be first. Um, and about the workers coming in at different times during yep. the day, but all receiving the same mm-hmm. reward, which we, we talked about more of... Um, contextually for us today but it's definitely largely about you know the Jews had been part of this story forever and all of a sudden at the last minute these Gentiles are grafted in and they're receiving the same reward yeah. that the Jews had always had and they were grumbling and complaining or you know fear about that um, and yeah, you know, we sort of listed a, a pile of people yeah. that we think well they'd be excluded Hitler yeah. you know if he, right, right. If he converted at the last second Right, you know, and that's such a hard pill to swallow. And there's many other lists of people that we've talked about many times, uh, and that's tough, you know. What uh, I'd be interested, what what kind of stood out to you guys? Um, di- different points from yesterday's because I uh, it's not made the podcast yet, but pro- Thomas promised me it was going to, uh, so I'm just going to spur him along because oh. we were we were sitting in here yesterday morning before the busyness oh, yeah. of the morning started and we were having coffee together and he went uh you asked something like how do you feel about the message yeah. this morning or something yeah. like that i said well, i think i feel pretty good it'll be interesting to see where it goes he went that is definitely making the I podcast totally tomorrow. Totally that. yeah that's yeah i feel that on a spiritual level anytime i go up to preach he's like i have all my notes no idea where it's going to go. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be, I, I, I would be interested to see if anything made sense to you guys yesterday. If it was just me rambling for about a half an hour. Jacob, take it away. You got. I mean, you normally you type out all your notes. So. I'm just thinking of all of the threes that Peter was involved with. Like you know, he's part of the inner three, the inner three disciples. Um, he disowned Jesus three times, and on the third time, he's like, "Oh crap, maybe I should have done that." <laughs> and he gets restored in like a three uh, part thing with Jesus. And then, like the three, uh, the three uh, food thing we just talked about. Yeah. Um, oh, the the three times the, that it happened. Clean and unclean food. Yeah. Mm. It's like his life is full of three. It's <laughs> probably some significance in yeah, the yeah. language about the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's a number of complete. And we're in Ephesians three. <gasps> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Biblical numerology. Take the Bible code playing yeah. out right here in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery solved, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, the Peter's. I mean, I just love Peter. 
because he's so relatable to so many people. You know, we got all these different types of young people who are so like Peter as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to see someone who was so flawed and had so much to learn growing so much and leading the church. Yeah. You know, it, you know, and, and, um, but yeah, his, his story of, of, what was his, was it Cornelius? Mm-hmm. Was that the other, the yeah. other person you mentioned? Um, who you said, was a Jew at first just to test people <laughs> yeah um, exactly I was doing a litmus test there yeah, to see who yeah. was paying attention yeah. but yeah just you know he the thing I just loved about his character and, and the way that it was you know we, we talked about it on Sunday was just this this disciple who was so clearly learning as he went you know it's just kind of a nice thing to sort of relate with mm-hmm. of you know we've got these biblical heroes who we always look up to but we also need to remember that they are they make mistakes they're learning they're idiots at times yeah. Yeah. you know and and that makes it much easier for us to realize like oh we can actually not where we can be them but like they're not so far removed from our story today yeah you know and, yeah. and especially with the jews and the gentiles things the the, the sort of sarcastic comments <laughs> you make about you know how we don't have those sorts of problems anymore oh, yeah. of, of divisions in the church yeah. it's good to know that I mean, it's it's sad to know that these problems have never gone away, but it's good to know that um, we're not the first ones experiencing yeah, it. Yeah, we're yeah. not the first ones experiencing it. Um, we're not alone in that. It's the Bible talks about it. It challenges it. Yeah, like, and that's crazy. Like that's in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. these these people who lived decent lives, they screwed up from time to time, but they're called like you know um, followers of God. Yeah, the rock on which yeah, I'll build my church. That's, that's you know? wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and the same can be said for for David. I mean, you know, a man after God's own heart. Dude was a train wreck. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just glad it doesn't. Basically, I'm glad it doesn't rely on like our salvation doesn't rely on our performance. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a big relief. Basically, you know, I feel better already on this Monday morning. <laughs> Sorry, um, there's the sarcasm again. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's. It's just nice when biblical characters are relatable to yeah. you, you know, and you can see yourself in them or you can see other people in them in a, in a positive light, mm-hmm. you know, um, as opposed to making the Bible this far removed ancient document, you know, that has no relevance to today. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you, you already mentioned this a little bit about certain things, but what, what things had to be chopped for for this week because you uh, focus on one word yes yeah from this passage and and there's again it's 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 a lot in right, here yeah uh, but really the the biggest thing that i had to chop which is another message all on its own is you know verse two basically that mm-hmm. you know assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of god's grace that was given to me for you uh, you know that Paul. What does that mean? Oh my! Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. That was one of the things that I was just like, "Wow, mm-hmm. wow!" There is this is such a rich statement. Number mm-hmm. one, he's recognizing the source of grace and right. the source of mm-hmm. his authority and the source of his writing in this mm-hmm. dependence that it's God, the stewardship, which means he is he is not, Paul is not the source. Mm-hmm. But he's simply been given something by mm-hmm. God that it is entrusted to him to manage properly. Right. And so he's recognizing the source to be God. Mm-hmm. He's recognizing that he has a role to play mm-hmm. in stewarding that, mm-hmm. in managing that. But I think that if we look at this, there is a weight of 
this grace, because again, a statement from yesterday, all are eligible. None are qualified. Mm-hmm. Right. All yep. of us are eligible for God's love. None of us are qualified for God's right. love. Um, if you're looking through historical figures and you remove biblical knowledge and mm-hmm. what the person becomes, Saul of Tarsus is one of those people that you would put on there as the furthest from being a target of God, of being worthy, right. of being qualified, right. mm-hmm. because this dude was nasty. Yeah. I mean, he it's, was it's the equivalent he, of the, you know, the leader of ISIS. Yeah. I mean, he was you know? wicked. He was a terrorist amongst the way, which mm-hmm. is the, you know, Christians yeah. before they were known as Christians, yeah. um, you know, torturing, killing, murdering, arresting, um, just seeking them out to destroy yeah. them. Mm-hmm. That was Saul of Tarsus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he's talking about God's grace that's been given to him, that is a statement that carries yeah. a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And that should mm-hmm. show us that no one, no one mm-hmm. is beyond the reach of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. I mean, that was the big chunk right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that had to be chopped. I yeah. was like, well, I'm going to have to not pay any attention at all to verse two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can talk about God's grace literally forever. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many different, like, there's just so much about it yeah you know yeah um and i yeah in the niv version it says uh surely you've heard about the administration of god's grace Mm -hmm. which just sounds very organized and like intentional yeah which Which i appreciate yeah yeah yeah, it's like a nice yeah (laughs) god's up there he's got his list he's got his spreadsheets he's got all of this plan he's like all right boom now administrating but it's it's nice to know that it's like it's not just this blanket thrown out of grace it's like a calculated intentional yeah. story it's a gift yeah exactly it's a gift um, uh, that was intentionally given you know which which is just which is great um, and also in this you kind of get this idea of Paul it comes from verse 1 as well Paul the prisoner of Christ Jesus which I mean we can talk about the idea of being a prisoner for Christ Jesus as well um, for the sake of you Gentiles of this idea that he was the apostle for the Gentiles mm-hmm. you know which is funny it's what because, Christ called him on the yeah, yeah. which is funny because mm-hmm. he was a zealot Jew, which is like the polar opposite yeah. of an apostle for the Gentiles. Yeah. To the place that whenever he started reaching out, when he'd had his encounter and his conversion mm-hmm. on the road to Damascus, when he started reaching out to the Gentiles, mm-hmm. they actually thought that he was trying to deceive them. Like that's the mm-hmm. reputation that he had that, oh, this this guy is just, this is a show. This right. is an act. He's just trying to manipulate us. Yeah. Because that was what Paul's history was and what his reputation was. Yeah, and I, I can get words. I can kind of <laughs> see that in in a lot of people's lives as well. Like I know so many people back home um, who got into ministry, wanting to preach mm-hmm. to their fellow, whatever their tribe was, mm-hmm. and ended up in a community preaching to the people that they hated. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. You know whether it's Catholic and Protestant or or charismatic and cessationist or whatever mm-hmm. it might have been uh, and even the same for me i mean like being when you're not from america all we get is the stereotypes which are very real most of the time <laughs> but um, you know all we get is the hollywood stereotypes and eastern kentucky southern stereotypes aren't the most flattering right fair given fair you know as far as it is distributed to the rest of the world right, as right. far as the stereotype goes and that was a prejudice that i definitely had when it, before I moved here, mm-hmm. you know, and I was kind of thinking, it's like, I don't want to go live amongst 
in a trailer home. The hillbillies. The hillbillies, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and I've said this before, but when Kylie told me that this church was wanting to talk to me about their youth pastor job, I was super excited until she said the word Grayson. And mm-hmm. I said, no, you know, but it's because my prejudice for a Southern accent and like mm-hmm. the slowness of life and all that kind of stuff out here. But now I'm out here and I'm loving it, Yeah, you know, and been able to witness and preach to a people group that I never imagined I'd be in. Yeah. And but really enjoying it at the same time. No, I'm not saying I'm Paul, but like <laughs> Well, you, we're we're glad you're here. Right. But it's it's just it's a cool thing where you know, God does challenge people by putting them in yeah. settings that aren't their yeah. natural habitat. Yeah. You know. Well and if we can if we can revisit a statement that was made probably ten times during the message yesterday mm-hmm. that barriers around you cannot be torn down mm-hmm. and dismantled until the barriers within you yeah. Yeah, are dismantled and that's the holy spirit's yeah. work and that's you know that was a a, a barrier of prejudice yeah. in your mind in mm-hmm. your heart that that the holy spirit had to dismantle right. uh, and it's the same with us i mean with all the prejudices and all the issues that we have in our in our community in our culture in our mm-hmm. world today uh, that we all want to see changed mm-hmm. i hope mm-hmm. um those are not going to be dismantled mm-hmm. around us until they're dismantled in us, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's just a um, that's a tough thing, man. Yeah, no, it can absolutely. be tough. Jacob, you got anything else sticking out to you from from this week? Honestly, I think you guys did it pretty well. <laughs> of course, we did. It's what we do. Oh, okay, it's what we do. Yes. So next week we're talking about humility. And yes. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be so humble that the H is going to be silent. We're going to be humble. Mm. I don't know what that means, but herb, herb, you know, different oh, words. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd say herb. I'm a herb guy. Yeah. Herb. Herb. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that, 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 that was like a middle school boys small group type of derailing fast. It's, it's, got, to be, it's got to be dismantled in your heart. Mm. Oh, okay. We're back. Before it can be turned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there it is. Yeah. yeah. 7 through 13. Next week? Next week. Nice. Yeah. Go ahead and give that a read, um, and, and we'll definitely dive into that next week. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See you later. We need to figure out how to add these this things. Is, this is terrible. <laughs>